Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter. Hello and welcome to podcast number 36. You're very welcome. And this month we have a distinctly sheepish theme. You'll see why in a moment. Uh, But we'll start off with the puzzle of the month. And it is about Percy Cod and Patsy Eel, who are both shepherds. They keep sheep in adjacent fields near the source of the River Mint. Can you work out how many sheep each person owns from the following clues? If Percy sold seven sheep to Patsy, both shepherds would have the same number of sheep. But if Patsy sold seven sheep to Percy, then Percy would have exactly twice as many sheep as Patsy. So, while you're thinking about that, doing whatever you do when you listen to the uh, Transom podcast, I'll go on with other sheepish things, and the answer will be at the end of this podcast. Incidentally, all of the links um, of the things that I refer to in the podcast can be found at transom.org slash newsletter. So, talking of sheep, there is uh, an activity that's been on the Transom website for some time now um, about estimating the number of sheep in a field. And what you have to do is you have a limited amount of time to work out how many little cartoon sheep you can see in the field. And the computer scores you on the closeness of your estimate and the amount of time it took you to come up with it. So that's a fun activity, but it's got quite an important sort of background. You know, this idea of estimating numbers, how do you do it? I mean, it's easy if the numbers are quite small, such as four or five, you can sort of get a mental picture of those numbers. But if the numbers are larger, how would you estimate? Would you sort of divide the sheep up into groups or look for patterns? Or, Well, I found it very interesting this month that there were two quite different, um, one radio programme and one podcast talking about this very notion. So first, let's hear Chris Evans on the BBC Radio 2 Breakfast Show interview someone whose job it is to count sheep yesterday chris we were wondering about counting sheep in a non-going to sleep context your not so mystery guest on this great job wednesday keeps his eagle eye on up to seven thousand ewes rams and lambs a week on behalf of the farmers of great britain please welcome sheep inspector stephen hill all right good morning steve good morning chris it's all about the ewes the rams and the lambs so you are an inspector of sheep but that means therefore you also have to count them i do that's part of the inspection yes all right so how do you make sure you don't count a sheep twice three times four times maybe more well i I try and find a vantage point where i can see as much of the field as possible right and work my way across the field counting one by one i'm not afraid to count twice the only sure way not to get them all is to run them all through a handling system and count them one by one but we try not to do that because it stresses the animal Right, so it is. It is. It is uh, sort of marginally approximate. 
It is, and when you get to sort of large flocks, when they're sort of four, five hundred sheep and they're on moorland or scrubland, then it becomes near impossible. So you know that uh, there's, there's a thing, uh, my God, what's it called now? It's not Tipping Point, it's the other one. Um, it's Blink. It's called Blink, and it's this book written about, um, you know, our gut feeling, which actually is often more right than wrong because of, of how it's fed over the years and how it's there and how it's actually based on a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge. And apparently some people claim this is also how deja vu might work. Do you think now, because you've counted so many sheep, you could probably glance at a flock of sheep and give us a pretty accurate estimate of how many sheep were in that flock? I could often look at a field and get within sort of 20, 30 sheep. I'm not going to say I get it right every time, but yeah, I can get a fairly accurate figure and sort of say there's sort of two, 300 sheep out in the field quite easily. Well, you're being very respectfully modest there and I take my hat off to you. Um, so so if you did that, if you played that game with yourself, would you then go back and count them to see how, how accurate you were? I, I do um, recount, but I'm often with the owner of the sheep who often tells me if I'm right, so I'm under pressure there quite often, so I need to get it right. <laughs> so, it's, so, so there is genuine pressure involved in this job of yours? Well, absolutely. Um, farmers have been inspectors there under pressure and they want to be sure I'm getting it right, so it's pressure on myself to ensure I'm achieving the results. Do you have tips for us uh, laymen, laywomen, uh, lay kids uh, for counting sheep? Can you give us some of those, please? Well, as I say, you need to stay, get as high as you can, stand on the gate. Yep. Obviously, hinge end, you don't want to break the gate. Hinge end, so everyone. you can see as much of the field hinge. as you can. Yes. Um, start from one corner and just work your way across, counting one, two, and I literally count one, two, three, four. I count in hundreds and stop at hundreds so I don't have massive numbers going around my head. Yep. Um, and I do whatever I can not to startle them. Sheep are a prey animal, and anybody who knows being near sheep, that they're easily run into a group, and once they do that, you don't stand a chance. And if that's not interesting enough, here from the excellent podcast No Such Thing as a Fish uh, is some more information about counting sheep. And um, in the book Gerd Lesher Bark, which we have downstairs, mm-hmm. they talk about this guy, Deza, and they say that he had an uncanny sense of quantity. He could just tell without counting how many sheep were in a field. <laughs> <laughs> wow. that, I mean, it, again, it all depends how many sheep there are in the field, because I like to think that below a, below a certain threshold of sheep, I could just tell how many sheep there are in a field. Well, this yeah. is interesting. So what is that number? Like, how many would you... You could definitely tell if there were four. I could definitely tell. But if there were 12, by just looking, would you know there were 12? No, I wouldn't. No, so what's the level? Um, If they're standing in a three by four grid, perfectly, Uh, I I could tell there were 12. How often does that happen? Very (laughs) seldom, from my studies. Because all you've really worked out there is that there's a three and a four. You've calculated the 12. I would instantly say there are 12 there. (laughs) Sure, that's because your multiplication tables are so good. Thank you. You should be a street performer. (laughs) (laughs) Really low rent, three by four kind of stuff. Give me any number between one and four. (laughs) This guy could do his sheep thing up to 30. Up to around 30, he so would know. This is, wow. He would literally just have a quick look and just see, right? Yeah. <laughs> he must have been a real scream at parties, mustn't he? No, we don't want to go out of the field again. No, come on, just once more. Take me out of the field, I'll yeah. show you. Or do you think he'd walk into a party and immediately go, oh, there are only 42 people here? <laughs> yeah. 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 If you were in a party and you could tell how many people were there mm. and you could look at a plate of canapes and know exactly how many canapes were on the plate, yeah. you would know whether you had to quickly go for the canapes. In my experience, there are very few people at the party and I never have to go for more canapes. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the Transam podcast. 
You can find Transom Mathematics at www.transom.org. Fascinating. So there are these two Transom sheep um, activities. One's called herding sheep and the other is called coloured sheep. Um, so you can find the links to them in the newsletter, transom.org slash newsletter. Now, if all this sheep counting hasn't sent you to sleep, you might still have the energy to explore the seven new additions to the Transom website last month. Number one, angle chase. Um, this is sort of a quite a complex diagram with lots of angles that you have to work out. Um, this has been around for some time. I'm not sure where it first originated, but the, uh, the Transom version is... Um, interactive so as you type in the angles as you find them out and press enter you'll know straight away whether you've got them right or wrong so that you can then go and work and complete the whole diagram and I have found that it is also a good idea if there are if you're a tutor with maybe one student to play this as a game taking in turns to find an angle that you can uh, work out and fill in and it just adds a bit of uh, fun to the activity Number two is snake sort. So there are a number of activities already on the Transom website about systematic linking. Um, but this snake sort activity is one of the more basic ones where a number of different snakes have been coloured in with different coloured patterns. And you have to sort of arrange them into sort of a logical order. Um, so that if you had to, you could tell whether there was a duplicate or whether there was one missing. So that's snake sort. Number three, indices true or false. Um, some statements involving the laws of indices and you have to drag them into sections to show whether they are true or false. So that's a different way of practicing your knowledge of the laws of indices. Number four, yes, no questions. Some uh, shapes, some graphs and some words and you have to work out what they are just by asking yes, no questions. So this is a game for two players uh, where one is looking at the object on the screen of a laptop perhaps and the other can't see it but has to work it out by asking these questions. Number five, combinations and permutations. Um, some extra exercises here um, helping you learn the difference between permutations and combinations and using formulae to answer questions. Number six, identity, equation, or formula. A little activity helping you distinguish between these three um, types of expression. Another drag and drop activity there. And finally, number seven, a mathematical birthday card for you to download and print with a sort of a mathematical joke on the front and some mathematical uh, oddities inside for anyone who's having a birthday in the near future that you would like to give some mathematics to. Okay, thanks to Felton Davis for sharing his work of a lifetime on the Pentominoes page. Felton has created an algorithm to create 2,339 solutions to the filling a rectangle with Pentominoes puzzle. Um, they're absolutely fascinating and he shared them online. You can see that on the Pentominoes page. And thanks also to Christopher Allen who has suggested the following extension to the A number starter. Um, when written as a word or words, the smallest possible positive whole number containing the letter A 
you will find out is 101, which is surprising. None of the numbers less than that contain the letter A. Um, and he asks, well, after 101, you get a whole pile of numbers that have got the letter A in it. So when is the first number after that that does not contain the letter A? Thank you for that. The answer to this month's sheep-owning puzzle can be found by setting up two simultaneous equations uh, in its simplest form, I guess. And the answer is that currently Percy has 49 sheep and Patsy has 35 sheep. If you'd like to see the working, that's in the newsletter, transom.org slash newsletter. That's all for now. Enjoy November. Bye. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Transom podcast. You can find the website at www.transom.org, where you're welcome to use all of the activities absolutely free, or jump in with both feet and become a Transom subscriber.